Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. This episode is called The Favorite Son. It is uh, season 25, 26, episode 11, December 8th, 2017, it aired, hosted by Mr. Mankey. I learned through that podcast, Moms and Murders, that he is used to being called Mank. He said everyone in his family is called Mank at some point in their life. So oh, really? I like to add the Mankey, just to add it, or Mr. Mank. Mr. Mank. Because it adds a little level of dignity to him. This is about the Connell family, the rowdy, reckless Connell family. They're kind of like just hooligans, all of them, it seems like. They're like rebel rousing and fighting constantly. That's what it says when they were growing up. They love each other, but they kind of hate each other, it seems like, at the same time. Well, I just couldn't get past the fact that it was the Connells and not the O'Connells. Yeah. I've never heard of an a Connell with no O. It seemed odd. Incorrect. Yeah. Like they dropped it when they came over from Ireland. <laughs> it happens. A, yeah, no, I, um, yeah. No, no more O. No O'Shaughnessy. It's just Shaughnessy. Because <laughs> Shaughnessy ever, is you, super American. I know, but have you ever met, have you ever met a Mikey Shaughnessy? No, it's no. Mikey O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. Billy O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, this is, takes place in Williamton. Wilmington. Wilmington. There's three kids in this family, and the parents get divorced when they are older. John, Kelly, and Joey. Joey was the life of the party. His brother says he was loud and obnoxious. And this killed me, because we always say we don't want to be described as lighting up a room or making everyone smile. You know what I'm saying? But to actually hear the brother say loud and obnoxious, I might have to rethink it. We have a lot of listeners who write us and say, make sure they say I'm snarky, I'm kind of bitchy, I'm really funny, I'm not sweet, say I'm sassy, you know? And yeah. But when you actually hear it, and then no. when, when Mank has to remind the brother and go, but in a good way, right? Right. And the brother is like, oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure, yeah, in a good way. It's they did. They totally had to qualify it at the end. They're like, you know, where you go to a party and he's the guy in the room that everyone's surrounding. I mean, they made him seem like, I don't know, frat boy? Yeah, definitely. Kinda? So, but, frat boy with an attention problem? Wants maybe, attention? yes. Okay. It, but I just couldn't tell if John, the brother, liked him or not. I couldn't either. Middle, he sounded like classic middle child. He sounded like Jam Brady. <laughs> Could have been. Uh, so to the mom... Okay, let's just jump into the mom. And I have a feeling that we actually might agree on the mom. I was all riled up to defend my position on the mom. But you th went through Twitter this time. And I had a feeling that I was going to be doing my everyone on Twitter agrees with me. Everyone on Twitter thinks those sisters from last week were crying too much. And you I didn't believe that. me. And everyone on Twitter agreed with me about the mom. But I mean, Shh. what about the mom? Well, first of all, she just seems kind of crazy. That's it. Just period. The mom is off. There's she's... something off with her. I can't tell if she's on drugs or drunk or if that's just her personality. I don't think it's drinking. It seems to me that she's probably on a series of medicines. Medication. That she has a pillbox that has every day several things. <laughs> I do uh, too. <laughs> I don't know if they, I know, but I don't know if hers go together. <laughs> I think some of her things are counteracting each other. This is the result, which makes you not blink 
be pretty confrontational with your Dateline host. Right? When you're not, when you, there's no need to be. But she's being confrontational in a way that she thinks is kind of flirty, it seems uh, like. In points, yes. Because she's like, points, don't you do that to me, Josh. And then at other points, Josh, she seems a little you do offended. That? Yes. Let's just say Josh made his money this episode. He oh, had to work God. overtime with M- Mickey, right? Mom. Yes. The mom is Mickey. It's Mickey. Josh Mankey is a professional. And if you've ever doubted yes. it, which I don't know why you would, because he watch always this is, episode. but watch this episode. Because anyone else would have. I want the cut footage of this one. Yes. I want to see what was left on the editing floor. Yes. I think this was that... the best. This was the I... best stuff they had to use. I think that Mankey may have had to lead Mickey at certain points and say, okay, we're going to retape that. You might not want to say this. He was giving her acting notes, line readings. I do. I think he was. I think he was trying to help her out because uh, there's a couple points where you see him almost leaning forward in his chair (laughs) trying to get her to like get on the train, Give an appropriate reaction to what they are talking about. But her reactions are so the opposite of what they are speaking about. It was really entertaining to watch, though. I am I'm obsessed. That. Yeah, I yeah, could watch was, a whole movie with her. I was like, bring Mickey back. Yes. I want Mickey's opinion on last week's episode. Could she I just want... be show up in the corner screen, like a little box that shows up in the corner, and it's her yeah. opinion on the episodes? Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, Adam did it. <laughs> it was Adam. I want her first initial reaction of who did it last week. Yes. Yeah, who killed Mary. Yes. Mickey, go. Go. Who was it? And she'd be like, well, that Katie. (laughs) You know what they say about girls with horses. And then (laughs) And then nothing else. And you'd be like. Just silence. What do they say about girls with horses? She'd be like. I didn't say it. You said it. (laughs) Just, yeah, I can't. It was that kind of logic. It was. Well, I did it. And I don't regret it. (laughs) What are you saying? Are you from another planet? No, I. So, this episode is worth it, everyone, just for Mickey. Just for Mickey. God bless. And Mickey. we will be we will be speaking of Mickey again in future episodes because she oh, yeah. is larger than life. Yes. Uh, so she is beyond obsessed with Joey, her youngest son. He is her favorite, and Manx is pushing her to admit it. And he has a full on twinkle in his eye, and he's like, "You can say it." He's your favorite. You can say that. And she goes, I don't want to say that. And then she goes, don't get me started. Don't you get me started. Like she's going to cry. Then defiantly, so defiantly, she goes, well, so what? (laughs) So what? Okay, I think that maybe you should play Mickey in the the Lifetime movie. You did that. That was good. That was method. I had to rewind several times because I just couldn't figure her out. She's just an odd bird. She's, she's kooky. A, she's, a, she's a kook. This was one episode when they showed a lot of photos from like the 70s and the 80s, them growing up. Yeah. And then I loved seeing pictures of her because she is just that mom. She's really pretty. Very. In the other photos. Like uh-huh. a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of like with a she cigarette, looks good now. I think, in some. Um, no, she looks great now. Okay. So Josh, Joey, sorry. Joey is the youngest son. And he meets this girl, Olga, from Russia, which I got very nervous about. They met online, and I immediately went to George and Anfisa from 90 Day Fiance. I got real scared. But Olga seems like a nice person. 
I'm really glad that you were scared because of that and not scared because she's a Russian and because our politics are insane right now. I did not even (laughs) think of Vladimir Putin. I immediately thought of Anfisa. How sad is that? But I wrote Russian mail order bride. I think it's everyone's go to when you hear that he married a Russian girl from Siberia who he met on the internet. It's like a wink, you know. But she seems nice. I don't think that's the case. I don't don't think think that's necessarily the case. I think what Lauren and Alexi from 90 Day Fiance would say is that it's George and Anfisa that are giving people like Joey and Olga a bad name. That maybe they had a totally legitimate love affair. I, I buy it. Okay. The mom is doing this, answering her questions in a strange way. So this is where we get to kind of the crux of what some of the episode revolves around, which is this ring. And again, she answers these questions in not the normal way. So Mankey says, tell me about this ring. And her response is, oh, I did something and I'm not sorry I did it. Okay? That's her response to tell me about this ring is going on this diatribe about how you did something and you're not sorry you did it. Okay? Deal with it. Again, he has to ask her leading questions yes. because the, she he wants you to tell the story, Mickey. Right. Have you not... never done it? You, she's obviously never done an interview before. Oh, no. She's done an interview. She's done an interview with local TV. <laughs> and I'm sure she told Mank all about it and probably showed him the footage. And he's like, this oh, I see. You don't answer questions correctly. I was at the mall. <laughs> oh, you think she was interviewed by local news about yes, like. She... So... Cabbage Patch. Yeah. <laughs> something. Something big at the time. The new wing of the mall opening up, what civilians thought of it. And right, she was exactly. like, there's going to be a JCPenney. I'm excited. Right. I can't. Okay. So. I don't have to drive to Annapolis anymore. Sorry. What's a town in Delaware? I don't know. Dover. Dover. Isn't that the capital? Sure. All right. There we go. So the mom, Mickey, had gotten this ring from her first husband, the father of her kids. They are now divorced. And she had given it to the daughter, Kelly, to wear whenever she got married. She kind of seemed weird to me because it was a ring from a divorce. Did that seem weird to you? No, because it is technically Kelly's his daughter. Yeah. So it's a ring from her father. That's true. But it's not just from her mother. It's from her it's from her parents and she's the only girl. Kelly's the only girl. So Kelly got the ring. No, it seems normal. I thought you gave him to a son so that when he proposed, he gets to give it to the girl. But maybe she didn't do that because she had two sons because she had John and Joe. But she made no bones that Joey was her favorite. John was expecting nothing from her. Why didn't she just keep the ring? Exactly. Okay, well, we'll get there. Okay. So then Joey wants to marry Olga, but Kelly has the ring. So the mom lies to Kelly and says she wants to borrow the ring so she can wear it on vacation with her new husband and then goes and breaks into Kelly's house and takes the ring and gives it to Joey. She literally steals the ring back from her daughter. And then they're scared that Kelly will get mad as one would because that's not normal behavior. So Joey and the mom swap out the ring for as mom says zircum zircon zirk what's what's it called and then poor Mankey has to say cubic zirconia 
and notice the dateline left that in. Yes. There would have been a really easy edit right there <laughs> to just have Mank say, so they swapped it for cubic zirconia. Yeah, but they they, ma- they left in her not knowing what it's called and going, what's it called? She's, what's it called? He, poor Mankey, who is so sophisticated and would never buy cubic zirconia, has to utter those words, cubic zirconia. But also, it's worse than that. They didn't just buy a ring that looked like it. They took out the diamonds and replaced the diamonds in the actual setting of the ring with cubic zirconia. Yes. And then he reset those diamonds into a new ring for Olga. Okay. Yeah, that's... The the whole thing is just... <laughs> the level of shade is... It's, it's so big. weird. And, then, and yeah. then Mickey starts laughing like this was a hysterical prank that they played on the daughter. And I think it's just a sociopathic thing to do. It's insane to me to give a ring to your daughter and then to steal it back so you can give it to your favorite child and then swap out diamonds and then sneak it back into her house or give it back to her or whatever. But she's going to find out. It's yeah. And then Mankey says, how could you do that to Kelly? And Mickey says, because I know she didn't need it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> This is like on Friends when Monica finally gets engaged to Chandler and she goes to her parents and she's like, let's pull out the Monica wedding fund. And they were like, we didn't think you were ever going to get married. So we spent it on a spa or something. And she's devastated because they just thought she was going to die alone. Now, to hear the the mom saying, because I know she didn't need it. That's It's literally like her next sentence was going to be, she's not pretty enough. Exactly. But she had a boyfriend. She's not pretty enough to land a man. She had a boyfriend. I want to know more about the boyfriend. Who, Kelly or the mom? Kelly's. I would like to know more about Mickey's new husband. Yeah. And why we didn't get an interview with him. What's his story? He's clearly sick of sitting next to Mickey and having to apologize for her odd outbursts every five seconds and go, she's not normally like this. Oh, she didn't let him in the room. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, there's no space for you here. There's only one chair. <laughs> I'm the star Go of home. this. This is about me. This dateline is about me. So Kelly, of course, finds out somehow that the ring has been totally swapped, then dismantled, and then put it back together with inferior parts. So she is pissed. Manx says she felt betrayed. And Mickey shrugs her shoulders no joke, fully does this exaggerated shrug of her shoulders when she hears that her daughter felt betrayed by her. And she says, well, Joey needed it. I mean, if you're not agog at that, listeners, reevaluate. I was agog. Yes. She's so flippant. Joey needed it. I did what I had to do, and I don't regret it. What is wrong with her? Is she in love with Joey? What is this hold that Joey has on her? Okay, so we're literally only six minutes into the episode, and I kind of wish the mom was the one that was in jail now, because she's fully a criminal and a terrible mother to Kelly. So Joey and Kelly get into a huge fight over the ring, but the mom is the one I think they should both be pissed at. So then someone breaks into Olga and Joey's house and steals a bunch of Olga's jewelry. Not the ring, she was wearing the ring, but they took these heirlooms from her mother. 
So Joey calls the police and says, I, my sister Kelly broke into my house, I think, and stole all this stuff. So the police start investigating Kelly and her boyfriend, who the mom obviously doesn't think is going to propose because he would have left her over the ring. My goodness. Okay, so it's the first year of Olga and Joey's marriage. It's 2013, and they both are shot dead outside their place. There were two killers that were waiting for Olga and Joey to come home. John, the older brother, says that Joey had told him, if anything ever happens to me, our sister Kelly did it. Do you think that's a good bingo card or do you think that's too specific? Like, what? Kelly if, did if it? something happens to me, well, that's true too. Just Kelly? Just Kelly. <laughs> Just is there a Kelly? Do you think, you know, like if something happens to me, so-and-so did it. That happens fairly regularly. What is that called? It's not called a premonition. So what's that called? It's foreshadowing or something. Foreshadow. Okay, that's good. Something like that. Or a warning. A warning. I like that. So the police bring in Kelly after the murder and they interview her about the ring drama. And this was weird to me. I think she got a little bit of the behavioral issues from her mother because she's describing the ring to the police and she starts laughing. I can't describe it. Let me draw you a picture of it. Ha ha ha. About the ring. And like your Oh, and your it is brother, like hours, hours your, after her brother has died. Your brother was yeah. slaughtered. 25 bullets killed your brother and your sister-in-law whom you had been fighting with and you're like right. giggling that you should draw a picture of this ring the ring was twenty thousand dollars by the way so is that a lot for a ring yeah i don't know anything about, about the stuff you can buy for twenty thousand dollars a lot you're walking around with twenty thousand dollars on your hand that's true i don't true. know maybe a lot of it our doesn't listeners seem have like expensive jewelry doesn't seem worth killing over though yeah i don't know I, th- like I don't know if bling. it... Yeah, I guess. I think Kelly was more just betrayed by the mom. That, so, But she does say the stuff to the police, how pissed she was to the brother. Yep. She says that he was pure evil to her after he took the ring and that Olga and Joey were complete and utter idiots. Not the smartest things to say about people who were just murdered. Right. It doesn't make you look that good. I was thinking Kelly w- did something. And... Joey had been getting restraining orders against Kelly because she had been harassing them, apparently. No, he'd been trying to. Trying to. Right? Now, this is when we get our interview with Kelly, and you can't tell if she's in jail or not because the background, maybe it's shadows from windows or bars. You don't know. It's all blurry. Kelly Kelly is in prison? Question mark. It's a room that could be prison. Which I think we need to revisit my idea of the floating heads on the black background. If we're going to revisit that, then we can revisit my idea of everyone in a black turtleneck. Like Steve Jobs? Like Steve Jobs and in silhouette. Like the <laughs> actor's studio. It's very dramatic. I don't know why you, What's yours the is background, more sci-fi What's and the mine's background? more drama. Nothing. There's just a light. It's just black. Oh, I see. I see. Like on an empty stage. Right. So you have hands. So they can speak with their hands. Express. Here. Uh-huh. Yeah, they can express. And then you sort of see a side. Well, Kelly was actually doing it because she was only showing us half her face. Yeah, she did kind of do that. Did she have something going? I think maybe she had. A pimple? Honestly, I was like, yeah, that was my first thought. I was like, she's got something going on on that side of her face because she's really trying to hide that side of her face. That's funny. I, or I she really thinks she has a good side, yes, like I that do. Is it. And so every picture I take, I'm only to one side. Yes. She could be doing that. I also thought I'd probably do that if I was at a Dateline interview, make sure that my face was <laughs> like this. 
his face always goes to the left. It looks yeah. so awkward, you doing that right now. <laughs> Why are you not talking to me? Why are you turning your head and looking out of the side of your eye? That's just Hi. weird. Doesn't work. But I noticed that Kelly was doing it. Doesn't work if I wink. No, don't wink at me. Okay. Uh, It it did look weird that Kelly, I did notice, she kept looking to one side. Um, Oh, going along with my idea of the floating head is I wrote it again on Twitter because people were playing the, you know, are they in prison game? And people Mm -hmm. were analyzing the background. Is Kelly Mm -hmm. in prison? And I said, well, I think the floating heads. And someone said, but you can't have Mank be a floating head because of his tie hanky combo and then i said i got the idea no we put mank in front of a green screen and he could be in a field of daisies or he could be in in a scummy new york street like a dark alleyway so he'd never have to go on location again technically yes correct you could put him anywhere what if Mank was just the cardboard cut out of Mank, but then they did that thing where the (laughs) lips move and only the lips move oh yeah like conan used to do yeah. Yeah, that could work. Okay. Yeah, I like it. But then we wouldn't get the eyebrow raises. You'd need the eyebrow to move too, because he does the smirk and the eyebrow raise. And so much in this episode. Oh, it's my intense. God. Because he was talking to Mickey. Yeah, it's off the charts. Okay. Yeah. I thought they were going to come right off his face. So she, Kelly says she was at home at the time of the murder. Now, John, the brother, says that the whole family was really suspicious because of the feud and maybe thought that Kelly had something to do with it. He says even the mom, Mickey, thought that the daughter, Kelly, had something to do with it. So now we jump into the secrets of Joey and Olga's lives. Everyone on Dateline has a secret life. The friend of theirs that's interviewed says they were good people. But then the police interviewed Joey's business partner, Chris Rivers. And when they ask him about Joey... He doesn't know Joey's dead, and he says, what did he do now? And the police are like, oh boy. So Chris Rivers tells the police some less flattering stuff that Mankey says we'll get to later. He says, we'll get to that later. I completely caught it. She's and I like, was, stay tuned. And I was a little bit annoyed. I was. I was like, you better. He, I don't like think a, he usually, he never does that, right? No, I've never heard. Because it's yeah. kind of breaking the fourth wall a little. It is a little bit. We'll get you know? to that in a minute. Talking yeah. to us. What? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, th- they do get to it later, though. The business partner, Chris Rivers, says that Olga was married before and she had fought with her former in-laws about all of this family heirloom jewelry. Again, with the jewelry that she had gotten from this family. And then Chris Rivers, the business partner, mentions the Russian mafia because she was from Russia and they had all these Russian friends. So the police start delving into all this stuff. They find out that Joey had a crazy wild pass before he had met Olga. He had been arrested and was in jail for seven years because he had pulled a gun during this fight and he had resisted arrest. He was stubborn and wouldn't take the deal and wanted to go to court and he got seven years. That's ridiculous. Josh asks the mom about it. Like, how did you feel when Joey went to jail? And she does that thing again. And she's like, don't you ask me about that. You're going to make me upset. Don't you do it. But I can't tell if she's flirting with him. She does this pointing thing at him. Like, I know what you're doing. It is. You, sir. Don't do that. It is. It's a little bit like that. I thought it. I didn't think she was angry. 
She seems more like flirtatiously antagonistic. Sassy? Uh-huh. If, yes, flirtatiously antagonistic. That's what she seems so, like. So Joey was super popular in prison. He made a ton of friends, including these guys in this biker gang. He also worked out a ton, and he was huge, jacked when he got out. Wait, what's the, what's the biker game called by that? It's like... The, the, um, uh, pagans. The pagans. pagans. Yeah. Right. The pagan biker gang. He worked out a ton, and he was huge when he got out. And he wanted to maintain the muscles, but he started working right away, so he didn't have as much time to work out. So naturally, he turned to steroids, which is so funny because his brother John had literally just told us that after he got out of jail, he was super straight and narrow because he didn't want to get in trouble again. And then you cut to everyone else, and they're like, he was shooting up every day steroids to stay huge. So he got roid rage. He was definitely would get mood swings and angry. Mm -hmm. So now they have the funeral for Olga and Joey. Kelly says the mom would not even speak to her at the funeral. And Mankey presses her on that. And she's like, I was upset. I wasn't talking to anybody. I'm not talking to him. I'm not talking to people if I'm crying. (laughs) She's so angry at that but she didn't it's almost like she didn't understand she also it's like she didn't understand the question she's like well if i'm crying i'm not talking to people well i and i think of course not but and then i think he thought that or she thought he meant you didn't speak like say a few words no he did say but yeah but at first i think he was saying you didn't speak to kelly because then he's like, well, you, I mean, you didn't give a eulogy. He sort of clarifies yes. himself. Yes. You didn't give a eulogy or speak right. at, at Joey's funeral. Right. But and- according to Kelly, she was not speaking to anyone, including her own daughter, which is weird. Which is weird. But it's weirder that then Mickey goes on to describe the man who did get up and sing Danny Boy, which we didn't need <laughs> to know. Because we're Irish, you know. She did say that. And um, and then and then there were guys who told these funny stories and about Joey and just she's just so happy but to then, talk about Joey. It's like it, it's like he's still there. I think she's in denial because she's well, she's we'll like get to that so happy. In the words of Josh Mankiewicz. Yeah. Uh. So Chris Rivers, the business partner, tells the police that the steroid selling is probably what Joey got himself killed over. The police don't buy it. They don't buy that. They don't buy the Russian mob angle. They look into the biker gang angle. That doesn't pan out. Then there's this other guy named Harry that was involved in the business, and he's totally a red herring and doesn't pan out either. Then the business partner, Chris Rivers, does this interview, and I couldn't tell what it was for. Was it for local news? I couldn't figure it out. It looked like he was in a room with police like, but then it, it was kind of look like that but, but the, how said, did the family see it because the family saw i thought it was like a youtube video it was very strange I, I think it was a special interview but the police showed it to the family because the family does eventually see this interview yeah they do but i kind of thought it was public i don't know but it's like beautifully shot it's not cctv footage it's like no. there's a camera sitting in the room yeah that's why it seemed more like an interview like he was doing with the yeah. reporter i'm sorry beautiful is a big word it's not beautifully yeah it wasn't shot. Be- i wouldn't say beautiful <laughs> it was it was a room a tan room it with was like mildly beige clear. walls yes and you could see what he looked like clearly it was Correct. fairly in focus. Yes. So his lawyer is with him in this interview. What's weird about the interview is he's saying 
on and on what a good guy Joey was and that no one could ever be angry with him and that they were best friends. And he has spent the last few months telling everyone what a train wreck Joey was and how pissed he was at Joey because Joey was stealing from the shop and selling steroids out of the shop, was a total troublemaker. I mean, when the police asked him about him, he said, what did he do now? But now on this video, he's saying, we were best friends. No one could ever be angry with him about anything. So the interesting thing also about the interview with Chris Rivers is that the details of the night before the murder have changed. First, he said he almost went to this party that Joey was having, but he got turned away at the door. And then now he's saying that he just went straight home. And then his lawyer interrupts him and says, no, you stopped at McDonald's. So it's very strange that the stories keep changing. It's not a good lawyer. But he now is lawyered up and he won't talk to the cops, so they can't interview him anymore. He had really been bashing Joey, though. They heard it from everyone that Joey was fully stealing money from the company per Chris. This shop worker that we're interviewing with the white shirt who was bouncing around like he was on a roller coaster. Billy. Billy boy. What was his deal? Oh, yeah, just... He could not sit still. No, he had beans he, in his pants. He's got, you know, he's the kid. Teenage scruffle. I, I don't yeah. know. Billy was, he, he seemed, he's a good boy. He, was a good he boy. needed to sit on an activity yoga ball in class to get him to center, get out his wiggles. So <laughs> that's, that's what they do in class now. So he, yeah, he seems sweet. He said that there were a couple times that Chris told him we can't pay you this month because joey spent all the money in the account really bad stuff about joey and the police investigate it turns out the shop was losing a ton of money but they find out it wasn't joey that was stealing the money it seems that chris was taking money to pay for his drug habit bum, bum, bum. chris is addicted to prescription drugs and cocaine well and, and you can tell that the minute I mean, I knew the minute you see that second interview, I was like, well, Did you? he's on drugs. He's on drugs. His eyes, I mean, he looks like he's wearing pink eyeshadow. <sighs> you couldn't tell. And then he's sort of doing, the, it's not natural movements. Like Billy the well, Kid. Well, I Billy was the concerned kid is, about Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid is sort of shifty because he's young and he's on Dateline and he's probably nervous and he's wearing his best white polo. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> Chris has got, Chris was Jumpies. doing that like weird yeah. where. Twitchy. Yeah, that twitchy thing. Yeah. Chris provides camera footage from the inside of his house the night of the murder. I don't know why he has cameras inside his house. They never really address that. Because he's on drug, really paranoid. So he's, uh, yeah, and he has a big drug habit. So it shows that he was at home the night of the murder, but he's pacing and he's on the phone a lot. So they go through his phone and it shows that certain phone calls have been deleted. But of course, the forensic people can find these Again, use a burner phone. Idiots. And both people use a burner phone. Buy our two packs that are coming to the market soon. Yep. So the calls were to Josh Bay, who's a customer at the auto shop that Chris and Joey work at. Josh is a felon and is Chris's drug dealer. Ha but Josh has an alibi. And where is Josh's alibi? Were you not still? I have it in all caps. Three exclamation points. Josh has an alibi on camera. He was working that night at Kohl's. Working the night shift at Kohl's. At Kohl's. Yeah. 
So Josh, I have only been to a Kohl's once in my life. I have never been to a Kohl's. Should we go? You might be getting a Kohl's gift card for Hanukkah. Okay, so Josh has this alibi, but he was talking all night to Chris, but also to this other criminal, and this other criminal was talking to this other criminal. These two criminals are named Benson and Thompson, like their partners on Law & Order SVU. I couldn't believe it. I was so pumped. Benson and Thompson hitting the scene. The police tell the family that Chris, the business partner, was probably behind the whole thing. And this is when the mom gets again kooky and she calls him a liar and a conniver. And people on Twitter were not so happy because they're still mad about the ring. And they were saying, you know, look in the mirror, hun. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Conniver. I didn't know if it was a real word. It's not a real word. I Googled it. Is it a real word? Because conniving is a description. It showed up as a noun in one of the dictionaries online. I thought it wasn't a word. I I fully looked it up. Dang it. I don't know. I don't know. It It was like freedictionary.com. I also don't know if Dateline editors thought it was a word. I think they may have thought it wasn't a word and they left it in on purpose. There's some little Easter eggs in this episode. They're doing some (laughs) stuff for us. Let us know if it's officially a word. Like, does Webster say it's a word? Because freedictionary.com says it's a word, but we don't know what that means. Freedictionary.com yeah. sounds like a fraud. I don't know what that means. That's like you and me making a dictionary. Yeah, it is. It's like Wikipedia. I think anyone can just do an entry. It did show up on um, on Urban Dictionary, too. Oh, it's not a yeah. real word. There's no way. So police don't think they have enough to arrest Chris. So it's like levels. So there's Chris at the top. Then there's Hitman A, who's Josh. And then he handed it over to Benson and Thompson, Hitman B and C. Right. So it's it's like a a pyramid scheme, if you will, of Hitman. But there's only two assassinators. Correct. There's only two people, right? Assassinators, yes. There's only two people actually with weapons. Right, but it's just there's an extra middleman in right. there that's not usually Josh there. Josh Bay is the middleman because yes. Chris somehow thinks he's going to keep his hands clean by only never talking to Benson and Thompson and only talking to Josh Bay, his drug right. dealer who he trusts. So the police don't think they have enough to arrest Chris. They need Josh to flip. An article is run in the newspaper about how broke Chris is and how broke the auto shop is. And that makes Josh Bay, the middleman, realize he's not going to get paid for the hit job thing. So he's willing to make a deal now with the police. So Mankey's like, make sure the lesson learned, folks out there, is that you pay your hitmen. And then a shooting rainbow star appeared over his head. And it was like, the The more more you know. Josh tells the police that Chris asked him to have them killed for 60000 Well, it seemed like Josh suggested 60000 and then Chris agreed to the 60000 And again, we're faced with this extreme fluctuation in the rates of hitmen. We've seen 10000 We've seen 100000 And now we've seen 60000 for two people which is 30,000 a person. Again, we're varying wildly by state as well. That's true. So they go to trial and the mom is still very odd. And she talks about how when she sees Chris in the courtroom, she says, I just kept staring at him. He's just disgusting. (laughs) 
And the best thing is Mank could not get on the same page with her. No. Because the minute she says, I was just staring at him and he's like, oh, you're trying to catch his eye. He He's yeah. trying to kind of roll with her and she goes, no. He's no. disgusting. She's disgusting. I would not want to catch his eye. And you're like, well, then why are you staring? Mank could not catch a break. No, Nothing he, he suggested was in no, line the with right. what Mickey yeah. was actually, where Mickey's head was. Maybe she's a genius. Maybe Mank and all of us are thinking on a certain plane. And then her plane of thinking is like um, just a few inches above ours. She's the Mensa plane. Yeah. Sure. And so we just can't connect. I don't think so. But that it's cool. <laughs> it's a good theory. We can go with that. Conniver. So Josh, it turns out, had a business insurance policy with Chris since they own this business together and it's for almost a million dollars so that's what Chris wanted part of why he wanted to kill him so then my question is do you want to get a life insurance policy with me for this podcast for this podcast yeah let's do it let's do three million okay we'll see how it goes (laughs) we'll see who lives to talk about it (laughs) best of luck to you may the best woman win (laughs) May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> so Josh, um, he said, like, why does Olga have to die, too? And Chris said it was because Joey may have had a will. Man, he's and then cold. The, so cold. And then the, obviously the new wife would interfere with him getting some of that money, maybe. Bear in mind, they had been married for less than a year. It's so really sad. sad. Yeah. Um, Josh reveals that Chris has been setting up this whole thing, playing these mind games, basically, laying this groundwork. It's so weird that he's so on drugs, but so smart. He had been saying for months now how Joey was going to get himself hurt because of his steroid use and his dealing steroids out of the shop. Chris has been saying for months now, you know, Joey's selling drugs out of the shop. He's going to get himself hurt one of these days. If something happens to him, it's going to be those drug guys, you know, like but was laying actually, the pipe. But was he really dealing steroids out of the shop? Do we have Billy's word on that or do we only I have... I think we have, we know for sure that Billy saw him in the bathroom doing the steroids. But did Billy see him selling out of the back room? That I'm not that sure if he was... Chris? I don't know if he was actually doing that. It would make sense, though, because Joey and Olga were going out to tons of fancy dinners and, they, and spending a ton of money. And the older brother said that all of a sudden they were spending tons of money. You're right. And they said that not only was Joey not stealing from the auto shop, he wasn't taking his full half cut. And he and Olga were sometimes not getting their salaries. So they were getting money from somewhere. Yeah. And that kind of makes me think he was selling the drugs out of the shop. Okay. Um, this was my OMG moment. What besides Mickey is just a whole OMG moment is that Chris had had Josh do the robbery that Kelly was framed for. He was that smart that he got into their family beef. And he saw this fight between Kelly and Joey over this ring and he stoked the flames of it by having his hitman guy rob the house and take jewelry so that it would look like the sister did it. And that way, when he killed the sister or killed Joey a month later, the sister would get framed for it. That is, if I may say, diabolical. The D word. I mean. It is diabolical. You're right. So. My OMG moment is just 
when I glance over at my notes on this part that we're talking about. Yeah. So Josh Bay committed the robbery to frame Kelly, right? And I, my line on this is, what is like, it? <laughs> what is it? It's Michael Bay done the burglary. <laughs> Michael Bay, the film director. Michael Bay done the burglary. <laughs> But then also, I capitalized Michael and put a period at the end of burglary. So that okay. was an actual sentence that I wrote. I just... I, sorry. several times in my notes, thought of Michael Bay instead of Josh Bay, because okay. that's the only Bay I've ever heard of. So it's like a setup from a Michael Bay movie. Did he done do it? Except without Transformers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like a, so Chris is found guilty, thank goodness. <sighs> and he gets two life sentences. And in his courtroom apology, he says this weird speech about how he wants to be an example for people who are using drugs and sorry. Just sorry. Yeah. So the mom, Mickey, still has Joey's ashes at the house. And Manx takes the moment at the end of the episode I feel like he's spent several days with these people. He wants to impart some wisdom upon these people. He thinks he can get them to repair their family and make some change. But he's forgetting who he's talking to. So he tells mom, are you going to patch things up with Kelly? And she says, we're fine. We'll be fine. We're going to push our feelings down and go on with things and we'll just, it'll work out. It is what it is. What? Like, it makes no sense. And then he says, you know what? Don't steal anything else. That's his final wisdom to Mickey. And she says, well, I never did before, but I did it. Yep. Yeah. I'm not sorry for it. What is... I can't... What? That is literally what she says. She's defiant until the end. So the you end. know why? You know why? Because Joey needed it. Because Kelly didn't need it, and Joey needed it. But that's it. also the last sentence, because Joey needed it. That's it's the all. last sentence we hear from Mickey. And, like, Dateline lets it get uncomfortable, because it's kind of uncomfortable. I was shifting so in my seat. defiant right. and will never admit any fault to the part that this played in right. her son's death right. and this rift between this family. And that the, the brother and sister were not speaking when he, when he died. Yes. She will never get, the closure that she gets is zero. Yes. Because they were not speaking and their last words to each other, I'm sure, were something horrible. Absolutely. And, you know, Kelly seems to get it. Kelly is crying and she says, I've learned tell people that you love them, make peace with them while you have them in your life because you never know what's going to happen. She gets it. Now, her mom still seems to be pissed with Kelly. She doesn't seem to get it. God forbid something happens to one of them. They're going to still be fighting. And poor John, he got brainwashed and he thought Kelly did the murder too. So they probably have a rift because her older brother thought she murdered the younger brother. The whole family is all whacked because how would you feel if you were the sister and the family actually considered that you might have done this? Right, Murdered exactly. your brother. 
Yeah, you'd lose your mind. And you were fighting with your brother at the time of his death. Like, that's bad enough. Right. But then people in your family kind of maybe think, later on, Mickey goes, no, I never thought she would do it. No, they were fighting, but she would never hurt him. But I don't really believe that. No, because... I kind of think she really did think Kelly did it. There's a couple of points in there that they said the prosecutor comes on and keeps... And says we were getting a lot of tips that it was Kelly... And From I, the family. I, you know it was Mickey. And Mank asks Mickey, he says, did you call in? No. She does it in this kind of way that's like, <laughs> so maybe, but she says no. She goes, no, 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 I never did that. It's like she convinces herself in the moment that she didn't call the police and try to turn in her daughter for Joey's murder. I think kind of, okay, so A, she's, I think, clearly on prescription medication. B, she's so massively obsessed with her son, and the thought that her actions may have had some part in his death are is, like, too much for her to bear. Right, she can't. So she's in full-on denial. So now, whenever anyone asks her about the ring, she just goes, I'm not sorry I did it. Yeah, I did it. I'd do it again. When you just, instead of... Uh, acceding to your mistakes you just go balls to the wall and just go no i did it and i'm proud of it it's crazy behavior it's crazy behavior um she was delightful to watch though yeah she was i I could have had her on several episodes this season oh yeah i think we need her as a correspondent i think you're right um is there any moments that i missed that you want to talk about yeah i've got a few the flow chart yeah. This goes into classic Dateline because it's Mank on the scene. Yeah. yeah. So should I say... Are you speaking of the um, the pyramid scheme? I'm speaking of the whiteboard that the detective yeah. has just written four, four na- names. Four names. And burner <laughs> that are pretty easy to remember. That are really... I mean, we had it. I totally yeah, had it, it. I didn't need... And so there is a moment of Mank's <laughs> face that literally is just screaming, are you for real with this? <laughs> What are we doing in this room? And it's not even filling up the whole whiteboard. It's like the top left-hand corner of the whiteboard has this teeny tiny flow chart with names on it. Because it's not that complicated. Mink seems really irritated. Like, I flew out here for this. I came to Delaware for this. Yeah, it it was not good. It was a bad. And the the detective other than that was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. That was not good. Did you have something? No. For B-roll Bonanza, it was mostly just a lot of looking through folders and walking towards desks. Nothing that exciting. No, Mickey had a good one. Mickey, she did? Mickey is flipping through greeting cards. She's organizing what? them. She's organizing greeting what? cards in a box. How did I miss that? Old, like, cards, you know, that you save from Christmas cards or whatever that you save from family. Wait, that people have sent you Correct. or that you're going to send no, out? No, it looked like people, people had sent, sent her. So maybe they were sympathy cards for Joey. That was my thought. And she keeps them all in a box of Joey stuff. Uh, clearly not on the coffee table where Joey's ashes are, because you missed that one. <laughs> she says specifically where the ashes are. Says on where, the coffee table. Yeah. The whole ending of this episode was really bizarre because they go into this really, I would say it's about a minute and a half, 90 seconds on Olga and yeah. about how they had to ship Olga's body oh, back yeah. to Russia. And I was like, yeah. we have not talked about Olga this whole time. No. Like, Olga, we have not talked about. So they're almost trying to pay reverence 
to this person yes. they barely talk about who passed away. And who it, was a completely innocent victim in this whole completely, thing. Completely, but it's a little bit daylight dollar short yeah. to all of a sudden. Because we're yeah. like, oh, okay, you haven't had any of her family on. We don't yeah. know. You didn't even have well, one. Well, they're of- in Russia. She doesn't have a friend. She, she had has friends. friends. You she had Russian have... friends. It's like that episode where the two women had also been burned alive in their apartments. And oh, remember, right. they just brush right over them. Yeah, we sorry. do not care. Sorry, it doesn't have to do with this murder. So we don't care. Yeah. So we, we talk Bye, about guys. them for two seconds. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah. but that was, it was weird to me. So they do that Olga thing and they talk about sort of her burial. Oh, right, because they thought they would have wished that Joey and Olga would be buried together. Buried together. But But it's also, they don't normally talk about that. Normally, if they do, it's a sentence that's like, she was put to rest or he was, but hardly ever. No, that's true. So the reason that Dateline did it was to literally build up to to get Mickey (laughs) when he says, now he was cremated, (laughs) right? She said, yes, he was. And then I think there's a pause and she says, he's sitting on my table. Unbelievable. He's never far yeah. away. No. He's always right there. And she I can't, can't believe get we, rid of his ashes. And we didn't get a no, shot. No, because I think what they said was. No, he says, yeah, you didn't scatter He him. says, he says, Joey didn't go anywhere. I think something mm-hmm. like that. Like Olga, her body flew to Russia. Joey's didn't go far. Right. Yeah. Never got to leave mom's house. But I literally think the Olga stuff was a build was up. Was crammed in there because just they so had to ask they her just about, yeah. had to let you know that Joey was sitting on the So you think table. basically the whole episode is the producers and editors trying to entertain us with Mickey's behavior. I think they tried to get in as much in as they could and I would like to have an an off the record conversation with someone. What was the yeah. plan here? Because Well, I do have one tweet from Josh. You do? Yeah, we'll get to it. Oh my god, this is the one I want to. Okay, and then I had one more thing that um that I wanted to talk about. I had outside information and it's not it's not that important. But apparently the deal was so Josh Bay got $15,000 of the 60,000. He did get $15,000 of it. But, oh, but cool. the deal? Are you ready? Yeah. So the $60,000 was to pay the Benson and Thompson. Uh-huh. But The deal was that in order to do this, for Josh doing this, Rivers had agreed to pay Josh Bay $2,000 a month for life. What? Forever. Like a credit card payment. It was like a layaway plan on murder? It was $2,000 a month for the rest of his life. Oh my gosh. Josh Bay was going to get a direct deposit from Christopher Rivers. It definitely wouldn't have looked suspicious, I'm sure. Like, if you win the lottery, do you want it in a lump sum or do you want it monthly? Pretty much. So he's getting the monthly, he's getting the monthly payment. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really funny. So did you have... But $2,000 would not be that long for that much money. For life. How much? Not for... But why would it be for life? I don't that's know, but that's... way more money. That's what... So he that's was on drugs. Money. Right. It's way more money. So he had been like, look, I'll just give you $2,000 for the rest of my life. So at some point, Chris was probably going to fake his own death to get out yeah. of paying his two grand a month. Yeah. Because I don't know what he thinks, but a million dollars does not last forever, especially not if you have a drug habit. A million dollars? No, I think he was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on drugs because the shop made a million dollars a year. Right. So the amount he was getting from the life insurance is like one year's salary of the shop. 
So, or one year's gross earnings, whatever. So it's, it, yeah, it makes no, he hadn't done the math very well, I think. Not so But when you're on drugs and you're spending that much money. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, quotes of the week. Yeah. Did you have any? Yeah. I had some. You had the one, right? Um, I had so many. Okay. Well, let's Um, go through yours and I will tell you when you get to the one that I was dying. Okay. I, I was dying it a bunch. Okay. The cop says it happened to be hunting season, and Mank says, more accurately, it happened to be stupid season. <laughs> um, and then uh, his girlfriend had said when he when um Joey had gotten put in jail for the seven years, they say that his girlfriend had said, if you get more than three years, we're over. And Mank says, it's always good when they have a number. <laughs> He is just full of them this He time. is on fire he in is this episode. And then he said something about having Russian friends. Um, on the face of it, doesn't seem to be evidence of anything, except that you like borscht. And then finally, oh. when he called the jails a room at the Crossbar Hotel. That was mine. Yeah. We'll never be calling it anything else from now on no, except the Crossbar, the crossbar hotel. hotel. Right. Yeah. It's brilliant. But he was honestly killing me. I laughed out loud so many times. He was in this being episode. he was being really good. There was it was like casual mank. Also at one point he's yes. got his shirt unbuttoned and he's being real casual. <laughs> I was like, What's happening here? Who are you? Uh, just super sassy. Yeah, it's I always good it. when they have a number. Yeah. Um, MVP loser. I'm gonna say I thought the investigators did a good job. They did. I think John, the brother, kind of is the winner because he seems like the least crazy one in the family, but at the same time, he is now known for Dateline fans everywhere as the least favorite child. Because well, Kelly, no, Kelly is the least. Favorite. Kelly's the least He's favorite. The least He's favorite the least favorite son. son. It's gotta hurt a little. Yeah. If if it's the title of the Dateline episode, and you already kind of know that your mom likes your other brother better. But then your brother dies, and then Dateline says that she really did. And then it's that broadcast kinda, nationally. And then it's broadcast and internationally. It's on your DVR. It's literally like on your DVR called The Favorite Son. And you know that is not you. You are the other son. Was it Mickey's idea? To call it to that? To call it, he was my favorite. I didn't say that. Yes, I. he was my Don't favorite. Don't make me say it. Don't get me started. Yes, he is. Of course he is. But don't, I'm not saying it. I never said it. She was, I'm, should I say she's my loser? I feel like she is the MVP and the loser at the same time. At the same time. It's a strange dichotomy that we have going on with this episode. I like it. That's how, yes. Mickey is everything. <laughs> she's omniscient. She's omniscient. <laughs> she's all parts of us. She is all. She's our good, she's the devil on our shoulder and the angel on our other shoulder. She is all things to all people. Uh, she means something different to everyone. Else. Like Santa or Jesus. Or Jesus. Santa slash Jesus. <laughs> Mickey is a holiday gift. <laughs> she really was. Yeah. That's all I want for Hanukkah is Mickey. Um, did you have any Joan Rivers fashion police? Yeah, some. I don't understand. Mankiewicz changes clothes a lot in this episode. He has like five yeah. outfits. Okay, I don't well, know why. I really noticed the bright mustard, the mustard one, yeah, shiny tie and hanky combo. Yeah, that was good. They matched. I liked that a lot. Good on him. Yeah. Um, alternative theories. 
I want to know more about Kelly's boyfriend <laughs> because I find him suspicious. Yeah, a little bit. I do, we never got to meet him. Mm-hmm. I want to know what his deal was. He was accused of the burglary. I kind of was hoping that her boyfriend was going to be Chris. Would that not be a good tie-in? Oh. If she was secretly dating Chris, her brother's business partner. It would have been better if she'd been dating Josh Bay. What, like she met him at Kohl's? Yeah. But here, okay, so here's another very serious alternative theory. What? Older brother John arranged the whole thing Mm. because he was sick and tired of not being mom's favorite. Okay. And I think they got into fights. Like, I think, you know what? My my brother and I got into a fight at Thanksgiving over who my mom thought was smarter because my mom stoked the flames. Who does she think is smarter? Well, I've assumed it was me, but apparently she liked to point out that my brother has more education than me. Because he has an MBA? Because he, no, because he doesn't. He got his teacher's credentials. But also Dateline, stop asking questions on Twitter or at the bottom of the screen that say things like, does your family have a favorite? It's the holidays. <laughs> People don't want to talk about that. And now Dateline is stoking the flame. Now everyone's I all know. up in arms calling their parents. Do you this have a favorite? This is just like, you know, on that form that I was filling out and it had those security questions. And one of the security questions was, and I quote, who is your least favorite relative? What? Why are what you bringing the up these uncomfortable memories for people? That's like, horrible. It's like, what was your first car? What was the name of your first pet? Who is your least favorite relative? No. Are you trying to cause murders? Because these are going to drudge up some really uncomfortable feelings for people. Mm-mm. Do not. We already feel annoyed enough that we have to fill out these eight security questions every time we want to start an account. And now you're going to make me think about who do I like the least in my family. Yeah. That's terrible. No. That's really bad. Um, that brings me to my first alternative title, oh. which is They're All My Favorite. Because that is what you're supposed to say, Mickey. Yes. They're all my favorite. Right. That's what you should have said. That's it. Done. It's not that hard. And then I also had The Ring, but not the one with the videotape that kills you. It's a long title. Okay. That's all I had. I didn't really do a lot with titles. Oh, for goodness sakes. All right. I had One Ring to Rule Them All. Ooh. Right. Beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought you would like that. Also known as The Precious. <laughs> I get that. And I have, I'm not going to say that I've never seen those movies because that people will get mad at me. Well, it's, uh, it's in there now and now I can keep it or cut sure. it. Sure. Okay, Go great. Go for it. And then I had, I didn't have that many either, apparently. I had Mad Mickey's Ride on the Crazy Train. <laughs> oh. I don't know what I was doing. And then I had a song oh. from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I had... Mankey and Mickey being best friends together forever. The fun never ends. Solving mysteries, solving the crime. Mankey and Mickey, two of a kind. Is that the thing with that she has the video? Bunny and Kitty, yeah. The bunny, yo. So I've I've replaced it. I think it's Mankey and Mickey, and I think I might, if I have time, I'm gonna make a little video. We're going to put them oh my together. God, it's so good. Because I think that Mank kind of got a kick out of Mickey. He seemed just, I don't know what to do with you. Okay, let's go. 
Let's just, let's get this done. Could they be the new Cagney and Lacey? I, I don't know, but I feel like they could have a show. I feel like she would interject every so often. No. But I feel like, <laughs> I feel like they'd be running down an alley with their guns drawn and she'd be like, you know what? It's really sad that Pluto's not a planet anymore. Yeah, and he'd do. be like, not now, Mickey. The bad <laughs> guys are chasing us. Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morf. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. Okay, (laughs) so then, so my last one for the holidays a not so merry Christmas. Oh, because of Chris. A not so merry Chris. Dot dot dot. Must. Yeah, I get it. Happy holidays. Which you have now ruined with your pun. But I saved it with my song. I should have done the song last. The song should have. You should have closed with the song. I like you not should so merry really Christmas. edit that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't really play bingo, but Chuck DZ76 played bingo. Yeah. On our show, look at our Instagram page. He had binder sleeve protectors. He had dry erase markers. He had a whole setup. He had multiple sheets printed out. That guy knows how to roll bingo. Come on. So good. Like a baller. Yeah, it was amazing. That was really impressive. And you can find our bingo sheets on our website so just google a date with daylight and they will it's the first thing that comes up it'll always be the first thing now so play and if you win we will read your name on the air just send us a snapshot of your winning bingo card yes did you play this time not really okay i was too excited by chuck deasy yeah that was really good i know i couldn't compete no couldn't compete. and i don't have binder sleeves so that guess that's what you're getting for hanukkah Binder sleeves. Binder sleeves. I liked the organization he had going on. Okay. Twitter? It's Twitter. We're doing something a little different this time. Kimberly has Twitter, but I had to step in and help out with Twitter, which means I saw tweets, which means I was on Twitter, and I know what's happening, kind of. Which means that when I say everyone agreed with me about Mickey, you know it's true. I know it's true. So go ahead with yours, and then I will see if I can even compete. It's not a competition. You were helping me out because I was very busy. Everything's a competition. It's a competition. Okay, it's a competition. I want to win. Okay. Um, Blue Girl Detroit. My pick for loser of this episode, besides Chris, was Joe's mom. I think she had one too many hot toddies. For some reason, I really like the employee in the white shirt. So, See? I was not. Okay. He was my MVP, besides... Mickey being a weird MVP. I don't know. Billy, I just, my heart. He made me a little seasick watching him because he would not sit still. He was earnest and he was real in his interview and he was, he was there in his little white shirt. I don't know. Yeah. But I just, I really like the image of Mickey drinking hot toddies. Yeah, that seems about right. Um, tiny weirdness. Mom was lit up like a damn Christmas tree. Good night, folks. (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Alfredo Rap, this might be the one you got. I feel like Mama's gonna lose her limp and light a cigarette as she walks off after the end of this. Yeah, that was really good, though. That was really good. Um, 
RDR Inc. CEO, the mom is like, I love Olga. She was the daughter I always wanted. It's so yeah, bad. We didn't talk about that. I know. It's so bad. She so loved Olga and thought she was the sweetest and basically was came inches away from saying she was the daughter I always wanted. Yeah, she really Poor did. Poor Kelly. I bet she did and they cut it because Dateline was like, enough. And enough already, Enough Mickey. of you. Um, George J.U., that interview with mom, you deserve... Okay, so it's... Sorry. It's two Josh Mankowitz from George J.U. Mm-hmm. That interview with mom, you deserve an award for patience. Was she medicated or having some kind of neuro event? Neuro and event. Josh Mankiewicz wrote back in all of his polite, unbiased, reporterish ways. She has a particular way of seeing the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. Josh is the best. He can kind of give shade, but not too much shade. Oh. But maybe we weren't that wrong with her thinking on a different plane than he was. It's true. And all of us are. We were kind of right. Yeah, uh, Lady Blue ICU. If I'm Kelly, I find a new family. <gasps> yes, girl, get out of there. Yeah, you could do better. Um, Erica Fisher eight eight one. Does Joey get better looking as this episode airs, or do I think he's better looking now that I know he's my type? Prison drug dealer gang affiliations. Oh, that's amazing, Erica. You like a bad boy? Stop that. Uh, Gretchen is funny. Harry Cook, Chris Rivers. <laughs> With names like this, I'm convinced the business was a front for an all-male review. And then she added, plus Josh Bay. What a trio. It totally is. They really do sound all like fake names. Yeah, they do. For sure. Yeah. Even Dominic Benson. I was like, really? Dominic, Dominic Benson? Benson? Ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How, did I hit some of yours? No, yeah, you hit almost all of them. I don't have that many more. I had uh, Lor- Lauren Ear. Favorite son, Joe, selling roids out of the auto shop. It's a tale as old as time, really. <laughs> that was tale as old as time. Yeah, favorite son. Makes sense. Yeah. And then, um, I'm surprised you didn't find this one. Anxiety fries, Kim. Josh Bay. About- That's our good friend. We love her. Oh, she's That's hilarious. Kim Kim. She said Josh Bay about to become prison Bay, spelled B-A-E. <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs> I knew you would love that one. Yeah. That's good. Um, Oh, and then I had the ones, um, you got the rest of mine, I think. Um, I really liked when I joined Twitter, I didn't like get it at first. And I saw that it said, Lori Buck Major said, Kelly did it. And I got really excited because I thought she was hearkening back to the episode with Ira and Kelly. And I was like, <laughs> it is. It's always Kelly. And then I'd forgotten that there was a Kelly in this episode. And then about. And that people at the beginning are everyone still is, tweeting. And then, everyone tweets their opinions constantly. And then halfway through, Cooper Girl T says, in all caps, we all owe Kelly an apology. She's right. Can we start a letter? Because I, I feel bad. I do. I fully thought she was involved. Yeah. Kelly, I, we owe, you're right. I'm sorry, Kelly. Do you have anything that's in the news? Yes. So our friends, our very new friends, but they're our new best friends, Moms and Murder, they have a podcast. We told you about it last week. It aired this past week, and our promo is in it. But more importantly, they interview Manx, 
and it's delightful. It's super informative. He's so funny. He's so generous with his time. And they play this game where it's title of Dateline episode or title of a Hardy Boys mystery. <gasps> and they have to guess. And he has read every Hardy Boys like 10 times. And so, because some of them, like, Secrets on Silver Lakes yeah. or The Mystery of the Missing Watch or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's hard. But he got him like, all right, he was really good. But we learned from that episode that he is involved in all the writing of the episode Sometimes with the producer, sometimes by himself, but never the title. So he never knows the title. He never can remember it. So he said people come up to him all the time and they say, who really did it in blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't remember. So they were giving him Dateline ones and he'd say, I think maybe that was a Dateline. And I don't know who the host was. And they were like, you were the host. He totally doesn't remember. That's amazing. He remembers the people that he talked to, but he has no idea what the episodes are called. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so it's super delightful. So I think that our goal for 2018 should be to get Andrea. Yes. Should get an inter- to get an interview with Andrea. Well, I think we want them all, don't we? We do want them all, but I'm starting with Andrea. I would like to talk to her. Okay, let's ask her. That sounds Twitter. like I have beef. I don't have beef. I just, I want, it's just the way my voice <laughs> no, sounds. No, we adore you, Andrea. Yes, we just want to talk. We just, we just want to talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're not that sounded really scary I too. Know, totally did. Let's wrap this uh, up. What do, you, what do you have? So I had a couple of other things. Yes, ma'am. there's this great video that resurfaced on Twitter. It's from a few years ago of Keith Morrison reading How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I think that TBS should run that for 24 hours instead of a Christmas story because it is so soothing. Oh, let's try to put that up on the Facebook page. We'll get that. It's up. great. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, and then there's this game that had, has nothing to do with Dateline, but I'm obsessed with it. And it's called Whamageddon. And you t- you tweet on Twitter that you're joining it. And then it's, can you get through the Christmas season without hearing Wham's Last Christmas? No. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. And when you do, you have to tweet that you're out. It's like um, dodgeball or something. So people are like avoiding grocery stores yeah every running, store running out of old navy the second they think it's coming on no i'm not kidding every store you can't one dude this is he's my favorite he goes something really scary happened it was on the radio i was in the kitchen making lunch for our kids i didn't hear it but my wife was upstairs and i heard her scream she's out <laughs> so he's still in that but his wife hilarious. is now out I think what happened to women and children first. Like, he should have taken one for the team. He should have. Maybe and ran upstairs and heard the song. Yeah, and like earmuffed her. And then, yeah. <laughs> tried to save her. Like, jumped in front of the bullet for exactly. her somehow. So, Sean G on Twitter said that the most Dateline Christmas song ever is not Last Christmas, but Winter Wonderland. Now, listen to these lyrics. Later on, we'll conspire. As we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we made. Yep. What are they planning? A murder, right? Murder. That's full on a murder. Or a, or a burglary. Okay. I really like heist. Sorry. Good call, Sean G, yep, on that good song. Good call. On Twitter, sorry, on Instagram, Simple Nikki wrote us a really sweet message. And I just want to say thank you for that. Um, um, so we have a few... Big thank yous. We got a few donations this week. We did. We got a few donations this week, and thank you so much. And we actually also got from one of our donators, donators, is that a word? A suggestion for a place to donate. 
which we like very much. So we would like to thank Love for Cards. We'd like to thank Erica, and we'd like to give a huge shout out to Joy, who also gave thank us a, a charity suggestion. When please give thank us thank you so much. Give us give us some charity suggestions. So remember, fifteen percent this month is going to charity, and we do appreciate it. And so with our donations this week... I'm going to use my portion of the money this week uh to put a down payment on a ring that I can gift to someone and then several years later break into their house and steal it back. It's a a future investment is what it is. And I don't think it'll cause any problems. No, I think it'll be... I can't see that it would cause any any issues. No. No. So that's what I'm going to use my money with. (laughs) That's perfect. Um, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook... Please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. That's so important. And you can make a donation at paypal.me forward slash date with Dateline. And make sure you tell us your name, how you want us to be credited so we can say your name. We don't want to out you if you want to be anonymous. If you don't want people to know you listen for some reason. Like it's a shame thing. Um, that, that As it should be. That's how it should be. Um, That's for quiet time. So thank you, everyone. <laughs> Don't watch alone. Watch with Kelly because she needs a new family. Again, every time you say Kelly, I go straight to Witch Kelly. And I'm like, no, don't. Kelly's in prison. Oh, God. There have been more than one Kelly. I know. This Kelly. I know, but the other Kelly haunts me. (laughs) Okay. Don't watch alone. Watch with Mickey. Because it's like watching um, a movie while listening to... What's the band that people listen to when they take acid? Pink Floyd. Yeah, it's probably like watching Dateline and listening to Pink Floyd. Is That's what watching with Mickey would be like. Actually, somebody should try that. Go ahead and watch this episode and press play (laughs) at the exact time the song Shine On You Crazy Diamonds starts. And let's see if they line up. It'd be perfect. It might. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thank you.